Welcome to the Digital Missions Podcast, where we're raising up 1,000 digital billygrams to take Christ to culture. This podcast is in partnership with Think Eternity, the Digital Missions Collective, and the Ministers Initiative. To find out more, visit digitalmissions.co or the miagency.com. I am absolutely thrilled that you're back, especially for this episode. Today, I get to interview one of my best friends, Pastor Grayson Bearden. He's a youth pastor and a worship pastor in Corpus Christi, Texas at Journey Church, but he has a prolific digital ministry. In fact, on TikTok, he grosses over 1.1 million followers. But the crazy thing about that is that he hosts TikTok Church every single week where he's seeing thousands of students come to know Jesus through this online platform. You're going to love our conversation about digital missions with Pastor Grayson Bearden. Well, welcome back to the Digital Missions Podcast, where we're raising up digital Billy Grahams to take Christ to culture. And today, have one of my best friends in the world, Grayson Bearden, on the podcast. What's up, everybody? John, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm stoked that you're here. Come on. You are the epitome of a digital missionary. And I just want to brag on you for a second for those that are unfamiliar with maybe a platform we're going to talk about today. Um, Grayson and I connected on Twitter first, yeah. I think, because of an article that you had written that was getting retweeted all over the place. Yeah. And then, uh, not long after that, this platform came out came out called TikTok. That's right. And so, I got on there, and I just started searching for Christians, and in the first maybe couple months, uh, I only found two other Christians or preachers besides me, and you were one of them. Wow. And, and then I found Elijah Lamb, who's yeah. also been on the podcast. Shout out to Elijah. Come I love on. you, bro. Elijah is a legend. Hey, I heard he was saying some stuff about me on the last podcast. Elijah, we got some beef, dog. <laughs> we got some beef. I'm just kidding. I'm he, just kidding. He had, he had some things to say. But <laughs> love no, that dude. It was, love it was him. all fantastic. All fantastic. And so this area of social media ministry, if we can call it that, yes. is a relatively new concept. Yeah. And so for you, because everyone has a different story, where did this all begin for you? How did you you start using your platform to share your faith? Sure. So uh, growing up as we did, we grew up in the boom of social media. I mean, back when we were as, when we were children, we were going up in middle school, high school, Facebook and everything, MySpace was really becoming a new thing. And it yeah. was really to connect with your friends. Um, now social media has evolved to become a platform to uh, represent yourself and your brand, uh, the highlight reel of your life, to make yourself look as cool as you can. Mm. You know, uh, So it's really had a big change. Um, as I grew up, I was posting stuff on Instagram social media and everything, uh, and I, I really began to glorify that whole highlight reel of stuff, you know, who I was with, what I was doing, all about me. Um, and it wasn't until last year, actually this month last year, an amazing friend and mentor in my life, her name is Kimberly Jones-Pothier, she spoke to me very clearly one night uh, at the end of our revival. She said, Grayson, you need to change the way you do social media. It's all about you and not about him. And that really hit me because the Lord really spoke to me in that moment. He said, Grayson, you put Christian in your bio, but all you post is all about you and not about me. So I began to change the way I do things. I began to post for, for several months. Um, I, I didn't post any photos of myself. It was just encouraging scriptures. It was challenging scriptures you know, to equip people. Um, and I began to see God just kind of use that in a really mighty way. And, and then back in October of 2018, I downloaded uh, this app called TikTok, a really new app that uh, had just been uh, 
morphed from Musical.ly to this new new platform yes. called TikTok. And uh, I began to post just some fun stuff, you know, some funny videos here and there. Um, and then I began to post Christian content. Um, and I met some great friends on the app. And before you knew it, like, it just became what it is today. And it's something that is really a big part of what I do and just encouraging the next generation. So... I'm learning that for our generation, social yeah. media was this extra thing. Yes. It became like the new toy. It yeah. was the new, you know, whatever that you could have some fun on. Yeah. But for the generation that's come up behind us, it's not an extra thing. It's just the life. thing. Yeah. And I really don't even fully grasp what that means. Like, mm. can you explain to us? Because you're a youth pastor. Yeah. You're dealing with students every single day. Mm. What is the difference between social media for us and for them? Sure. So social media for us, like you said, it was the extra thing. You know, it's just something that was really fun. Um, now people make a living from social media. I mean, even we, we, we're streaming live on TikTok right now as we're recording this. Yes. I mean, I, I have many friends on this app who make a living on TikTok, who make a living on Instagram. Um, it's very much become uh, a part of our uh, cultural DNA, I would say, in these generations. So it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's scary, but it's pretty crazy. I want to dive into what it means to have a brand in just a minute. Yeah. But before we cross that bridge, you talked about how you had a mentor speak to you and yeah. say, your bio says Christian, but everything is about you. Mm. Okay. This seems like a really tricky uh, balance to sure. have. And we've had different people from different age groups on the podcast who've had different perspectives yeah. and they all kind of agree but can you speak to that specifically? Like, is it wrong to post a stylish selfie? Uh, if so, how do I do that? You know, like, yeah. How do you, how do you strike that balance between, you know, like, hey, I look really fly today. Yeah. If that's still a word. Yeah, come and, on, we can bring you know, it back. What's about Jesus? So. Uh, obviously, uh, I know many people probably listening to this already follow me on on socials. Um, I I love to have fun. It's a, it's a big part of what I do, having fun. Um, I love to post uh, what I'm doing, where I'm going, just having fun throughout the day. I think when it becomes, John, when, it, when, it, when you get to the place where you're glorifying yourself and that's all it becomes, I think that's when you've really crossed the line. Um, you, you can show what you're doing. You can show your fly outfit. You know, you're rolling up to church looking fresh to death and God's going to resurrect it. It's going to be a good time. You're going to yeah. have fun. But if that's all you're doing, if it's all about you, that's not great. Not that not that you can't show some highlights, show what you're doing, who you're hanging with, what what's going on. If you're getting some swole stuff happening at the gym, come on, I'm proud of you. Go ahead and show it. But if you're showing it for the wrong reasons, you have to check your heart. It all comes back to the heart. I wonder, is there a litmus test or some sort of a, you know, here's three things you can do to tell if your social media is all about you. I, I hate to put you on the spot in that kind of a way, but <laughs> three things you could do, man, I don't, I don't want to say that cause I don't want to be held to that standard because everyone's <laughs> going to go look at my Instagram and TikTok to make sure, you know, I, I, I know this is going to be unique for every person, Sure, but I'm thinking about, you know, there are some in the ministry world that all they ever post is pictures of them preaching. Yeah. Or there are those who are in the whatever world that all they yes. ever post is pictures of them in their sponsored outfit mm. or, you know, everybody's got their own thing. So is there kind of a like, here's what hey, I would this say. This is a balance. Here, here's what I'd say. I'm going to give you not three, but one. Okay. If all your social media is, 
is an online ad, you've done it wrong. Mm. If it's only an ad, you've done it wrong. If all you post is scriptures, and hear me, I know people watching this, I'm not coming at you. Don't be saying, here comes Pastor G. We're going to have a scandal. Not today. I'm not here for it. If all you <laughs> post is a picture of you with your quote and your name on it, it's just an ad. Not mm. that it's not impactful, but it's just become an ad for you, you know, glorifying yourself, not what you're saying. Um, that's just my opinion. Now, I know many people who post that kind of stuff. I look up to these people. They're doing great things. Not to, not to shade them or say things about them. That's wrong. But I definitely, like I said, it comes back to a heart issue. You want to make sure your social media isn't just an ad. I mean, it's, it's something that can be an impactful thing. If that wow. makes sense. I'm not sure if that if that makes sense or not, but <laughs> No, that makes perfect sense. I think to unpack that I think the the test that you've given me is there's a difference between consistently adding value and mm. consistently seeking validation from people. Yes. Because it doesn't have to be an ad for insert your favorite clothing store here. Yeah. It could be an ad for your services yes. or your personality or whatever. Yeah. That's so good. That that's true. Yeah. Now we live in a world where everybody, or at least the younger generation, tosses out the idea of your brand, yeah. your personal brand. Got to be honest, I'm not really sure I know what that means. Yeah. What does it mean for me to have a brand? How do I have one? Should yeah. I have one? I don't think everybody is called to have a brand because obviously, I mean, God gives people influence. We all have influence. Some people have more influence than others. Now, I know many Christians who who have a brand per se. They do partnerships. They they partner with businesses. Me, me myself, I've done a few um, paid sponsorships with companies that I believe in their mission. I believe in what they're doing. Not that I'm a sellout, but I love to partner with people who are making a difference. And I mean, hey, it's, it's great when that can cross over with the brand aspect of things. Um, but if all you are is a brand if all you are is an image then I think you've you've really you really need to check your heart on that uh, because if all you are is just a filter then you're not really being authentic um, for me for me I mean I, I definitely have I wouldn't say a brand but people definitely see me as a certain kind of person on social media um, that they see the encouragement side of things they see the pastoral side of things but they don't always see the personal side of things sure. but not everyone deserves access to the personal side of things my fiance is going to see a side of me that not everyone sees because we have a personal relationship that not everyone else is going to have with me absolutely and I can testify to the fact that you are very consistent in the way that you live off the screen as you are on the screen. Man, because the you. first time that we met, I was driving down with my fiance Olivia, yeah. and I was I was wondering, and we were talking out loud, I wonder what Grayson is going to be like in real life. And yeah. of course, we had seen Jeslin on some videos, yeah. so we're going, okay, you know, because we've known some people that have had very different off-screen personas. Sure. And it was so consistent that mm. it made your social media that much more valuable. Wow. I love how you put that, that we're social media is not just to present some sort of an image of yourself, rather to include people in yeah. the journey that Jesus is taking you on. Yeah, that's so true. And, and, you know, I think if it ever gets to the point where you're one person on screen and a different person off screen, then to me, it's almost like you're living two different lives. Yes. And, and not, not to say like, oh, you're in this big sin scandal. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I think we have to live authentically on and off the screen. And that's something I strive to be. The person you see in my videos, I am that same loud, cutting up, ridiculous person off the screen. 
the same person because that's who that's who I am, bro. And yeah. when I show that online, I want to show that in real life. I mean, the student the students that I pastor online, I'm the same kind of pastor on this platform here at my church. Absolutely. Like Grayson is legit busting into the office on Monday morning saying, you're the coffee that I need in, in the morning. morning. Come yes. On. yes. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> we, we've got his fiance in the room who is amening all yes, of these Yes, we things. have a little audience over here of our fiancés. It's yes. great. So it's amazing. the best cheerleading section in the world. For sure. Well, you talked about the personality on screen and off screen yeah. living two different lives. And what's interesting is studies are revealing that the millennial generation tends to be more their themselves mm. in person. And then they struggle presenting somebody fake that they're not mm. on social media. Whereas Gen Z seems to be the flip. They seem to feel more comfortable being themselves on screen yeah. and worried about how to fit in in person. Mm. Can you talk about some of the challenges that the Gen Z growing up in social media generation is facing? Sure. So I, a lot of people don't know this about me. I'm 23 years old. A lot of people think I'm like in my late 20s and uh, they, they, they're not sure how old I am. I'm right on the cusp of millennial, right at the beginning of Gen Z. Uh, so even when I talk to people in public, they, it's very divided conversations on what I am, uh, which I love because I love getting the rise out of people. Um, but I, I think with the millennial to Gen Z online social platforms, I mean, like I said earlier, it was such a different world for us growing up. I mean, we, we grew up at the boom of when all this happened. Now, kids younger than us, they grew up with all of it happening. Hmm. They grew up in the middle of it when it was all just happening full force. So there was an expectation for them uh, to be a certain way on social media. When we were growing up, it was like, it was new ground. People were breaking new ground on MySpace, on Facebook, on a, uh, what was the, the Christian one called? Oh my praise, goodness. praise core or something like that. I don't yes. know. I, I had a Christian MySpace because we weren't allowed to have a regular MySpace. I had a Zanga account. Zanga. Yeah, we got our school didn't allow us to be on MySpace, so we oh, all wow. snuck over to the new platform Zanga. Dang. And obviously, it became a multi-million dollar yeah. massive company, Zanga. Y'all got to go find John Zanga account, y'all. <laughs> um, but ask your question one more time, just so I can develop a better thought. Talk to us about the unique struggles that this social media generation is facing. So I think definitely the pressure of it can be kind of hard. Um, now, I, me, myself, I'm noticing with the Gen Z generation a very raw, unfiltered presence on social media. Um, it's not as polished. It's not as uh, uh, proper and, and as clean and whatever you want to call it. Um, you even look on, on TikTok and stuff, the raw kind of raw kind of video is what people want. I mean, people will try and upload videos on a professional camera. Those videos don't do that great. I mean, it's that raw kind of atmosphere that people desire. And you know why it is? Because people want an authentic experience when they find somebody online because they want to connect with somebody, not just plug into what they want you to connect with. So good. Um, I have a friend who mentioned that his professional quality videos got passed by so much because yeah. people thought they were ads. Mm. And so my, my job today is just taking all the stuff that Grayson says and turning it into tweets um, <laughs> because I love that this generation is not looking for ads. They're looking for authentic. Yes. That is so stinking. 100%. Good. Hey, how do I know what my brand is? Um, are you a Christian? I'm, I'm a Christian, yeah. That's your brand. Christianity is your brand. And that's living that's living an authentic Christian life on and off screen. Now, I, I think for Christian people, we 
we have the upper hand in not having to have a platform that's based around ourselves. It's based around Jesus. For me, at least, my platform is very Christian. There are some other people who are making mighty moves in the business world, in the entertainment world. Um, but you have to you have to know as as a Christian that your brand is identified by Jesus and nothing else. Well, what I hear you saying is that everything in my life is supposed to revolve around Christ. I would think so. Mm. I mean, that's good. Like, that was just like a mini sermon right there. Boom. Playing devil's advocate, that's been an interesting thing to watch in the social media world is people talking about, well, my brand is, and your brand is not a color scheme or a filter or whatever. Your brand, if you've been branded, it's because the mark of Jesus is on you. And and let me say this, John. I mean— I don't always post. Most of my posts are, are Christ-centered, and, and I love to have fun with Christianity. I love to make jokes and find humor in things. Um, but I don't always post a, a Bible verse or a, or a Christian song or anything. Sometimes I just like to have fun and everything. But you can still see the heart through what I post. Um, it's it's having that heart check, you know, representing Jesus in everything you do. You don't always have to shout his name in every single video to represent Christ. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So what are you excited for, for this social media generation? Because everyone likes to talk about, well, they struggle with this and, and many of those things are true, but what are we excited about? What are some of the good things? I, for me at least, I'm so excited about the, uh, the growth of what's taken place on these platforms for people having a desire to get plugged in with the Lord. Um, Every Thursday night, I do a live stream on Instagram and TikTok, uh, social media church, and there are many people doing that all, 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 all across different platforms doing live stream church services, and I just want to commend those pastors, those Christians who are making a mighty difference on their live streams. Um, I get people, young people, old people alike, especially young people who will jump on, um, and they aren't Christian. They're Muslim, they're Buddhist, or, or they're not allowed to go to church. Their parents are atheists. They don't drive in the church. Excuse me. They don't live close to a church, so they're not able to attend a physical brick and mortar building. Sorry. Uh, so I I get really excited when they jump on and you see them type. And I, many of them are watching right now. They'll say, "Man, this is my only opportunity to get church. This is my only opportunity to be in this community of believers." Now, now we we know the importance of the physical church and i'm not i am not at all hear, hear me very clearly everyone listening to this podcast i am not at all saying do not attend a physical church in your city that is so important to be in the community of believers in your hometown to make a difference where you live you need that it's important do not forsake the assembling of others famous scripture we all know it but you can also carry that over to online to reach a multitude of people that are being completely untouched and that's what excites me, breaking new ground for people that, that can't get it to them. So I'm going to bring it to them. So good. You talk about the idea of community, and mm. that is important. A a, a C-level in-person experience yeah. is better than an A-plus level online experience yeah. every single time. I think Kerry Newhoff is the one who originated that statement. Mm, that's Which good. It's so true. But you are creating community yeah. for people online. It's a kind of a, a kiddie pool, shallow end of the yeah. pool, you know, taking steps in the right direction toward the deep. And I know that we're still learning how to do all these things. This is still so brand new. Yes. But what are some practical things that churches or individuals can do to create this online 
community with people. Sure. Uh, my, my first tip would don't push content to bring yourself or church glory. Um, push content to help people. Um, that should be your first priority. Uh, any Anything that I post, um, I'm going through those comment sections, reaching out to people, messaging people back. I don't always get to every single person. It's hard to get every touch every single person, especially now where the platform is. Uh, but being intentional with loving people back to life, that's so important. Um, in the early days, uh, in the early days, back last year when we started TikTok Church, that's where it started from. We didn't start on Instagram. Now we're moved over to Instagram and it's growing. But uh, there was like 10 people on the live and I was just sitting there at a piano, bro. It was just me. I I, I didn't have a vision to, to have 500,000 followers on the app or 20,000 on TikTok. I had maybe 4,000 on, on Instagram and a thousand people on TikTok. And I was just going live, sitting at my piano praying, singing worship songs, and praying with people who jumped on. It was 10 people. Then the next night, I was doing it again. 20 people. Next night, 30 people. Before you knew it, there was several hundred people watching, and I said, y'all, should we do a, a weekly live stream where we just have church? And they said, yeah, we, we want to do that. So we started doing that, and, and now it's become what it was, and it's grown, so I'm not really able to to talk with each person directly, but one thing I encourage anytime I'm on those live streams, and I'll say this every time, I'll say, you guys in the live stream watching right now, if you see a prayer request, if you see a prayer request, mention that person right now and pray for them. Be, be a part of this. It doesn't just fall on me. It falls on us. And I think anytime, John, it gets to the point where it falls on a single pastor or a single church entity uh, to just do the ministry. Not that you don't you don't uh, forsake your covering because that's so important. You need to submit to your covering, but you need to be a part of helping the body of Christ. That's why it's called the body. You need people to help it make it make it happen. You know what I mean? That is so good. That's that's so good. I love that. And where do we even go from there? <laughs> like I'm, I just I got so caught up thinking about all the things that you just shared. Like that was. That was deep. Wow. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll edit out these <laughs> the, the awkward, long awkward pause. Spaces. Thank TikTok, you. TikTok. Hope y'all are doing good over there. Love y'all. Thanks for joining us in in the uh, the awkward in between. Yeah. Here's a question. Yes, sir. As a social media minister. Yeah. And I've no qualms using that phrase because this is not just a bonus thing. This is your ministry. Yeah. But also as a pastor who is leading hundreds of students in person as well, do we need to dumb things down? Do we need to be giving really deep doctrinal lessons? I think that's a question people are asking. Mm. Like, does it need to be just uber simple or do we need to be throwing super long uh, theology blogs? What is it that this generation is searching for? Because I think that a lot of people are answering questions that no one's asking. Mm. So where, where do we start? Well, I mean, you, you have to look at it through the avenues of, of spiritual authority and, and the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, there's evangelism. There's uh, apostles. There's apologists. I mean, everyone has been given different gifts and talents. And with those avenues, there's an important place for each and every single one of them. They all operate in different ways. For me, a big thing I do, as well as you, is evangelism. It's a huge part of what I do. And initially, that's what this online uh, ministry started as, just evangelism. I mean, I, I cast a big net every week to pull people in. 
But when they get on my live streams, that's when we get deeper. That's when we get in the depths of things where we can talk about theology. We can talk about beliefs and, and not just point people to Jesus, but help them understand not just the name, but the man behind the name. Uh, so it's, it's very important, yes, to, to have the simplicity of the gospel, but also to have the deep, complex beauty of God and his scripture and the presence of who he is. So I, I think each of those things you just said, there's a time and place for each of them. Uh, but you just have to find the right avenues to uh, present them. That's so good. This is a journey. Yeah. Casting a wide net with our content throughout the week to lead people to a deeper place, yeah. whether that's a church service live stream or a TikTok, Instagram church yeah. live stream. That's really good. Yeah. I think that if churches grasped their opportunity mm. to add value, to answer questions, to engage in community and conversation Monday to Saturday, yeah. that that live stream would actually be valuable yeah. and not just a, oh, look, here's what our church service looks like. Yeah. It'd be a it'd be a part of the journey. That, that that's incredible perspective. I love that. Well, I think I think the church in general. There are many churches doing mighty things on social media. So please hear me, the body of Christ, who's listening to this. I'm not coming at you. Hear my heart on this. I think there are many churches who are still presenting their social media as a highlight reel. Yes. And not an authentic experience. I mean, I, I think that's where a lot of churches may be missing the mark. So I just want to encourage any pastor, any minister, or singular person out there, uh, make sure that your platform is not just a highlight reel. Make sure you're getting in the depths of the of the potential that you have. Um, many people may look at my platform on social media, and they'll say, man, this dude, what the heck is this? This is so uh, just funny stuff, cringy stuff. I mean, well, why, why is he doing all this kind of stuff? I, I'm very intentional with what I do, John. When, when I post things on social media, like I said, I cast a wide net. And yes, it's done through entertainment. But the reason why I do that, bro, is because non-Christian people are not watching Christian content. So I want to make sure I'm casting a net to pull people in. That way when they jump on my live stream or they come to my church, they can see, wow, there's more depth here than I thought because that's what I want it to be. I, I'm, I'm like a Christian ninja. I like to think of myself that way. I'm trying to sneak attack people sometimes. You know what I mean? That's so good. <laughs> and it's not a it's not a bait and switch. Yeah. If they go deeper into your content two or three videos in, they're going to find who you are and what you stand 100%. for. 100%. But the video that they come across based on whatever platform's algorithm yeah. may not be the doctrinal lesson. Yeah. So why TikTok? See, that's a great question. TikTok... Uh, yeah, that's really a, a wild question. I just started posting stuff on TikTok, and it just kind of started getting traction. I mean, uh, I wouldn't ask me that question. I would ask God that question. I mean, why did he want it to be TikTok? Why TikTok? And and I don't think it's a coincidence that it is, it's become one of the number one apps in entertainment today. And globally, billions, B-I-L-L-I-O-N-S, billions of people have this app on their phone around the globe. And I don't think it's a coincidence that God has opened the floodgates of Christianity on this app. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. So that's why I think TikTok. So good. God chose to use you on that platform. It fit your personality. Yeah. And to the pastor or just Christian who's listening to this saying, I want to use social media yeah. to take Christ to culture. It may not be TikTok for you. Yeah. It could be Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Something that hasn't even been invented yet yes. when you're listening to, you know, whatever brand new yeah. social thing is out. Yeah. Hey to all the people in the future, by the way. Hey on those to new all apps. the people in the future on the brand new app. Please go yes. follow us on there. We're going to yes. keep our usernames the same. <laughs> um, but the point is using 
what works for you correct for the purpose and the cause of christ correct don't try to run someone else's race john because you will get disqualified well, i gotta be honest i i can't do all the really cool vocal runs uh. and songs that you do um i, I <laughs> oh, wish whatever. i could but like if i try to be grayson bearden mm. i'm going to epically fail yeah if grayson bearden tries, tries to, to be, be you john groves he'll definitely fail because i'm just yeah. super different i you. mean and it's so true i mean you, you see people on the app like a t like Elijah Lamb, like Alex Wilson, uh, so, so, so BJ Swoger, so many people on TikTok who are Christians. We each run a different race, and we each are impacting millions of people in different ways. But the one thing that brings us together, bro, is that we're pointing people to Jesus. We're just doing it in a different way. Absolutely. Each are very important, by the way. I want to be respectful of everyone's time, so we're getting ready to bring this to a close but I want to speak to anyone listening for a second and talk about something that Grayson does that is one of the reasons why people trust him as much as they do. Grayson has never been selfish with his platform. What I mean is he is continuously plugging other leaders and Christians who are doing the same thing as far as you know sharing Jesus, yeah. but all in very different ways. There are several people that I'm following across multiple platforms because Grayson recommended them. Mm. And because he recommended other people, my trust for him grew because he wasn't saying, I'm the only one out here doing this. He yeah. was constantly cross-pollinating, mm. if, if you know, yeah. I think that word applies. He was yeah. saying, hey, you guys should go follow this dude. And so because of that, I, I, I trust him and the network has grown, but other friendships have grown because he's pointed to other people. Yeah. And so I just want to challenge you, whether you have 10 followers or 10 million, mm -hmm. um, point fingers in other directions and yeah. say, this guy, this girl, this organization, this whatever. Yeah. Because when people follow them and they discover that you're giving them something solid, yeah. they're going to trust you that much more. And yeah. So Grayson, I just wanted to say thank you for doing that. Thank you, John. That's, that's powerful and thank that's you. unique. So yeah. close us out this digital missions podcast with our social media tip of the day. For the pastor or leader, whether they're 12 or 65 saying, I want to do this. I want to reach people, but they don't know what they don't know. What do we need to know today? Man, if I can make one quick little statement, I wish I could. Uh, maybe you can, you can make a tweet out of this. So just hear me out for a second. I think it's so important as Christians that we understand when we build a platform based off of ourself, that's a platform that is shaky and will crumble. But when we build it off of Jesus, we let him build the platform. That's a foundation we can stand upon. So why wouldn't I champion other people? Why wouldn't I champion Elijah Lamb? Why wouldn't I champion Atika? Why wouldn't I champion Alex Wilson, these people that are making a mighty difference? Why wouldn't I celebrate what God's doing in their lives? When I make it about me, bro, I'll fall every time. So I can't make it about me. That's why I'm so thankful my platform is based on Christ, because it's all about him. And God has blessed that because it's all about him. So good. Okay, well, I'll tweetify that for you. You're either <laughs> celebrating others or you're selfish, period. Mm. And that's true. I think that wow. I think that's so good. That's so good. Well, Grayson, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for Again, having me. Again, we want to encourage everyone to go follow him on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. And if you're looking for a speaker for a camp, D-Now Weekend, church, and you're saying, I want someone who's done this well to come in and 
help encourage our people, especially our young people, mm. to use these platforms for Christ's purpose. Yeah. This is a dude that you need to consider. And you can you, you can find him online, book him, have him. I know that you will love him. He'll be a blessing to your people. So Grayson, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much, John. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Digital Missions Podcast, where we're raising up digital Billy Grahams to take Christ to culture. You've got to go follow Grayson Bearden. Uh, wasn't that episode amazing? Just an incredible guy. You're going to love to follow his content. You'll laugh. You'll learn some things. Everything that you'd want your teenager watching, but it's not just for teenagers. You're going to learn quite a bit. You're going to be inspired. You're going to love him. Just go follow him. Go download TikTok right now and follow him even on there. And I want to tell you about something else really cool. 365.prochurch.com. It's an incredible done-for-you Facebook and Instagram ads opportunity. It's helping you reach people, especially in these days, digitally, without doing anything. It's all done for you, and it's so stinking cool. It helped grow my church, and I know that it's going to help grow yours, and I'd love to help connect you to ProChurch. So check it out, 365.prochurch.com. It's going to change your life.